Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, November 10th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to be talking about a passage in Joshua where we see how the Israelites memorialize God's faithful acts. But before we get to that scripture reading, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. I give you thanks, our God and Father, for all those who have died in the faith of Christ for the memory of their words and deeds, and all they accomplished in their time, for the joyful hope of reunion with them in the world to come, and for our communion with them now in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our scripture passage is Joshua chapter 4, verse 1 through 9. Again, this is right after the Moses has died, Joshua has taken over as leader, and God has separated the waters of the Jordan for the whole nation of Israel to pass through. And we pick it up there where it says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan. From right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God, into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of Israel, as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over, and they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. Joshua set up the twelve stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan, the spot where the priests who had carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Brett, this, in this passage, the stones are a way to memorialize God's faithful acts. Why is that important? And what are some ways that we can memorialize God's faithful work in our lives? I think it's important because... It's really easy as humans to forget God's uh, faithful acts. I mean, we read it, and if you read through the Old Testament, the Israelites are forgetting God's faithful work all the time. And then you read that, and you're like, oh, that's me. I'm forgetting God's faithful work in my life all the time. But I think there's something that's important to be said of, you know, the stones point to a story. Uh, And so the 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 call of the Israelites is to tell that story uh, to themselves, to remind themselves, and to the next generations. Um, and so, the what I think what we are called to do is uh, to tell stories of God's faithfulness. Uh, and I think some people uh, are really good at this of 
of being able to, because it forces you to recognize it yourself. Mm -hmm. So once you've recognized God's faithfulness, having something, I think, physical in place is a huge testament to that. Uh, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of veterans have different memorabilia from when they were in war to tell stories of when they felt God's presence uh, in the foxhole. Um, and, and we have, uh, you know, that that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, how about you? What do you think? I do think it's about the story and about remembering. Um, and I do like kind of tangible things. Um, that's why I keep a picture of the creek where I was baptized mm -hmm. um, on my desk. And I have one in my office at home. It's important to me to, to see that place. Um, and I was thinking... Like, how do I memorialize God's faithful work in our lives? And I don't have a lot of things, but I am, I think, a storyteller by nature. Um, and so I do do a lot of storytelling. And so when I think about God's faithful acts, I think about conversations I've had, prayers that were answered. Um, and so I'm. then I ask myself, should I have more of something tangible? Hmm. I don't know. I know that... Um, when my grandmother died, um, my every memory of being a child and being in church with them was me. I would get bored and go through her purse. And like, it is amazing to me because I never, ever remember being chastised by her in church ever. And I'm talking like laying in the pew, <laughs> asking for gum, you know, um, I think she was just glad we were there. Um, and I went through her wallet and looked at the pictures. And when she died, my aunt gave me her wallet. Mm. And so that's on my bedside table. And I think that is a memorial in a way. Um, it takes me right back to that church pew and the, the woman who, you know, first told me the gospel and lived it out in front of me. Has, have you uh, have you had a chance to tell your daughters that story about kind of the person? And I have. Yeah. And... Yeah, I have. And I also, I did have the thought that like, for me, my daughters are kind of a, a walking memorial to God's mm. faithfulness. Mm. I mean, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what having children was going to be like. I had no idea it was going to be so good. Mm. And I see God's hand over all of that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've never been one who like wears a cross, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's mm -hmm. just not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I'm thinking, is there a way to remember? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think the Creek is a, a lovely memorial that I'm looking at right now. And, and, you know, there, I think of also just like little trinkets of, um, we uh when i was a youth director me and my co-director hated that's when hashtags became a thing uh -huh. and we hated it uh, we called them pound signs um uh, and so we, you and every other old person yeah exactly but okay. exactly i was 21 mm -hmm. and uh, and and i have a, a wooden hashtag given to me by by the youth uh in my, in my home office and you know it's one of those times where that was a really profound time for me and thinking um and, and, and realizing who I realized God was to be, who got, how I saw God work in many of these kids' lives. And so uh, I think that's a really lovely memorial for me um, to look at and, and remember that time. And it's it's silly, 
but it points to something beyond, right? Yeah. Uh, and and it's, it has been wonderful because it's a weird thing. So people have asked about it. Um, and so I've gotten to tell that story in, in some things. So maybe we just need weirder symbols so people but ask you know, about it. You know what else is a <laughs> memorial for me? Um, well, and that's interesting, too, because in the story, the stones are to remind the people who'd experienced it. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily, although for your children, I guess, mm-hmm. but um, my stole. So my white stole that I wear for baptisms and communion was given to me like my first month here when I finished my doctorate. And so that's very special to me. But the other thing is like, this is probably going to sound gross, but you know, you don't wash your, you don't dry clean your stole every week. So like around the neck where I have sweated, it's a little discolored. And like, I notice I have makeup uh, on the stolen places. And I realize it's because where I hug people mm. and like their makeup will like, you know, kind of rub off onto the white stole. And I love it. It's like this symbol of, <laughs> yeah, it's a symbol of every time I have been in the pulpit or in worship. And uh, I don't know. That's kind of another one for me. Yeah, no, that's super lovely. And I think, you know, even just reading stories like this of these are symbols that, you know, you and I have had in our lives yeah. for a long time. But have we stopped to think about it? And yeah. Have we stopped to to share that uh, again with each other or with friends or or uh, with our mm-hmm. podcast, lovely podcast listeners? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but to close, uh, let us look at a quote from Frederick Beekner who says, The time is ripe for looking back over the day, the week, the year, and trying to figure out where we have come from and where we are going to, for sifting through the things we have done and the things we have left undone for a clue to who we are and who, for better or worse, we are becoming. But again and again we avoid the long thoughts. We cling to the present out of weariness of the past. And why not, after all? We get confused. We need such escape as we can find. But there is a deeper need yet, I think. And that is the need, not all the time, surely, but from time to time, to enter that still room within us, where the past lives on as a part of the present, where the dead are alive again, where we are the most alive ourselves to turnings and to where our journeys have brought us. The name of the room is Remember, the room where patience, where with, where with patience, with charity, with quietness of heart, we remember consciously to live the lives we have lived. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you'll join us again on Friday. Now, may you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.